Welcome to Strong Faith, Fit Life, the daily-ish podcast where we explore the intersection of faith and health to help you build from strength from the inside out. My name is Deborah, and welcome to the show. Episode 7, The Hamster Wheel, Dreadmill, I mean, Treadmill. You guys, for Christmas, we got our, our daughter the cutest hamster. It was all she wanted. She asked for nothing else. She just wanted a cute little fuzzy friend for her to play with that was easy to travel. And her siblings have other animals like a bearded dragon and dogs. So we selected a dwarf Roborowski hamster. He's cute. He's fluffy. He's gray. He's got this dark gray racing stripe down his back. And our main reason for selecting Harold the hamster, because yes, that's his name, um, was because he has one particular feature. He is crepuscular. And yes, I will define that for you guys. It is different than nocturnal. Nocturnal means that the animal is awake overnight. Crepuscular actually means that they're most active at dusk and dawn. And we were hoping that we would have a hamster that we could see a little more often. Uh, I grew up with a teddy bear hamster who is also crepuscular, but some breeds of hamster um, are nocturnal. And let's just say you never see those ones. So we've wanted to have a little bit of fun with this hamster. And we do, actually. He's quite lovely. So I get to see the hamster the most. I'm an early riser. I get up early every morning. I have a morning routine. I write. I watch Harold, mostly, because he's in the living room. And he runs his best life on his treadmill. And yes, he has his own little treadmill. It's actually the cutest little wheel. And unlike the metal ones that we had when we were kids, it's plastic and it is mostly silent. Um, and one thing that I learned pretty quickly about Harold, though, is that he runs somewhere between three and five miles a day. And guys, yes, I did Google that because I was like, how much does a hamster run? I don't know. And it's quite a, quite a lot, just three to five miles for a hamster that's, what, maybe two inches long. Um, and you would think that he would be lean and thin, and he is not. He is a chubby little dude. Uh, and he's your typical rodent, well-fed, well-rested, and well-exercised. So the hamster wheel provides the outlet for Harold to keep his body moving and doing what it's biologically inclined to do because they do require running in the, in the wild. And humans, on the other hand, we are not rodents. We are not rodents. We do not necessarily need to run three to five miles daily on a treadmill or outside on the sidewalk. We can if we want to. We do not have to. A hamster has to, right? Like their biological need is to scurry around and find food and avoid predators. So that means running. If you're ready to take control of your health and align it with your faith, then head over to Facebook and join the community group at Strong Faith Fit Life. That's Strong Faith Fit Life. Okay, back to the show. And the biggest question I actually see is that most people are like, I'll just go and run because it's accessible to everyone. Accessible, right? Getting outside and walking, everyone can do it. You've got two legs. If they are functional, you can do it. Uh, and it's, it's a low threshold entry. So we can pretty much grab a pair of tennis shoes and go give this a try. But then we say, well, I exercise. I'm walking every day. I'm running every day. I get on the treadmill every day. How come I'm not lean and svelte? And... We see lots of runners on TV and they are lean. I don't know about you guys. I watch the Boston Marathon on occasion. I love to see those top runners come in and they are very lean, very lean. Um, and so the question really is, if you see Olympic runners and they're lean, you see track runners, they are also lean, but they have muscle. 
and you see other runners running outside and they are lean, why does that not necessarily work for you if you're running three, five, 10, 15 miles? I'd say a day, but you know, at 15 miles, maybe your weekly amount. Um, but some people do long runs that are that long. So why do you not see the weight loss that you expect? And for most of us, when we run, we have an expectation that we can outrun our diet. And that's a topic for another day. But why is it when we're on the treadmill that it doesn't work? Well, the word is called homeostasis. And homeostasis is just a tendency towards equilibrium or balance. And that means your body is constantly seeking equilibrium or balance. That goes for your food consumption. When we eat a certain amount of food and we're under our calories, if our body did not go to homeostasis, we would waste away. Where our body is always looking for that balance point, that balance state. Um, and a lot of folks think that if you take a break from a workout style and you come right back to it, maybe two or three or four years later, that it's going to now work. And the reality is our bodies actually have long muscle memory, long muscle memory. And generally speaking, they want to go back to that homeostasis location that you were in prior when you were quite svelte and running and getting fit and doing all of the things that you wanted to be doing, because there's nothing wrong with running. I want to make that very clear. There's nothing wrong with running. It's just about the way we do it. Okay. So one of the things I noticed about Harold the hamster running is that he does little short sprints. He pops on the wheel and he runs, 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 and he pops off and he runs around the cage. And then he stops and he gets a drink of water and he gets some food and then he pops back on there. And then sometimes he has like these really long runs and he runs on there for like a solid five minutes. Man, he's like the powerhouse of little rodents, let me tell you. And he runs as fast as he can. Then he gets off and he takes a break. And I was like, that's such an apropos exercise plan for all of us. Now, I'm not saying run like a hamster. I am saying, though, that variability in your workout is the key. So when you feel like you're stuck in your workouts or you're on a plateau with weight loss or weight loss, excuse me, we need to change our workouts up. Any style of workout. And I do want to make this very clear. This actually works for weightlifting. If you're on the elliptical, if you're a, a you know, a consummate cyclist, or you're just a treadmill runner, or you're just an outside runner, or you're just a walker, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you do, you have to change your routine up. And most people actually say six to eight weeks is the max length that you keep your work, work, workout routine. Um, and that is a pretty apropos um, time frame. Some people say four weeks, especially if they're trying to make or if they're trying to maximize changes. Four weeks is the the maximum amount of time you should keep. Um, I've even seen people go three weeks. I think that's just a little fast, but four weeks for sure is where you're starting to hit things. Eight weeks, absolutely. Change those workouts up. Workouts up. Now, if you're a person who is a big runner, one of the things that's very important is that you actually do need to cross train. Um, Cross-training is very important. You need to make sure that you're building muscle. You're making sure you're getting in something like yoga or Pilates to secure and you know balance out your muscles. Make sure you're training your core. And core is not just stomach muscles, guys. Core is your like from your legs to your chest. Like think about it as like that whole torso range. Uh, and you're looking to build that strength as well. Running can do it for most for a certain part of your exercise, but if you don't cross train, you're actually missing out on a lot of things. In addition to that, you're gonna be missing out on the fat loss that you want. 
So don't forget to cross train. And that doesn't have to just be weightlifting, but you guys know I'm going to talk about that. So weightlifting is important for runners. It helps develop strong muscles, improves your balance. Yes, it does. And uh, most important, weightlifting actually helps reduce injuries. Um, and let's be real. I talked about cross training. So Pilates and yoga also have their place. Active recovery is really important for runners as well. And when you go into those active running locations, like such as Pilates or some gym yoga, you'll find areas that are tightening up that you wouldn't necessarily have noticed in your day-to-day -day activities. So cross training is wildly important for people who are wanting to be successful runners who also want to see that body fat come off. Um, and then I will always plug, nutrition is everything, guys. If your nutrition is not on point, none of the other stuff that you're doing is going to actually do anything. So remember this. This is a simple point of our workout, of our talk today. Keep the variability in your goal, in your activities. Don't just do one thing. Steady state cardio is not going to get you to your end goals, but you can make a difference by keeping the variety in your workouts, making being like the hamster, remember the hamster. He doesn't just run for five minutes every day and calls it a quit, calls it quits. He does a long run, does some sprints, does a rest. Do the same thing. It doesn't have to look exactly like the hamster, but you should keep him in mind when you're doing your exercises. Okay? If you've enjoyed the show today, don't forget to follow us so you can get notified when we drop a new episode. You can also join me in the Facebook group, Strong Faith Fit Life. I hope to see you there. We are doing a monthly September challenge for squats. If you're looking for some activities and you are listening to this in September of 2023, come check out the challenge that's currently going. If you're listening to this later, there is a challenge for you. Until next time, bye.